What's shaking, YouTube? And I welcome to Lords of the Law. Mox presents the comic cover price comic book shakers of the week. What a special guest along a returning lord. But you know, Ooh, it's, actually, uh, if you technically, if you look at JB's shirt, yeah, what that's is, Nemesis what's Crime what's your shirt, on, your, on your shirt, right? No, no, that's John. From <laughs> <Nemesis> <laughs> 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 I 100% thought that was Justin. Yeah, why you guys are congregating? Uh, it is Freestyle Friday, so uh, yeah, it does look like Justin. Actually, you think about it, shout out oh, to Justin doesn't? and Nemesis it, Prime. Yeah, oh yeah, a little bit, yeah. Absolutely. Wait, that's John. That's John Comics and Cards, or Con John's Comics? No, John's uh, uh, Comics and Kids. You know, the, he does the Saturday morning show with his daughters, where they review what they read for the week. It's fantastic, man. That's you gotta, be, you gotta be following him. Never heard of All it. All right. Why, guys, that are uh, congregating? Let me uh, queue up some music for you. I'm surprised the last video uh, didn't get removed from YouTube. To be honest with you, the amount of music we played. So, Ain't sweating us. Come on. Yeah, enjoy some <laughs> DJ Fresh Two Style. Apparatus is here. When I rock a rhyme, often eyes are dropping a tear. It's so beautiful, it's America's landscapes when this man makes lyrics like the syrups that you pour upon your pancakes. My mandate is to grip minds like a handshake. Spit Orlando Lakes and go skinny dip with the fan base. Over any damn breakbeat, I hastily make pastries tastier than anything that Wolfgang makes. So take notes out of suckers, I make coats, lump a sum like Bubba Gump fishing on lake boats. 
I take jokes and turn the comedy into drama. I'm bagging on your mama. I'm Jeffrey Dahmer behind you. I'm a rhyme writer. Lock, stock, smoking the ganja. Rebuttals befuddle, leaving a puddle of saliva, sillies. You couldn't handle Randall when I throw my grammar at you. It hit your head and you would think I threw a hammer at you. I point the camera at you like Herb Ritz. Develop it, then use the pictures to pick up bird shits. You're nervous is the impervious wordsmiths hanging out in Rafa's new crib. Come with the verses. Yeah. Yo, welcome to the Shakers List. Laura, say what's good to the people. Hey, guys. I'm excited to have Gabe here. This is going to be a good one. Good list. Yeah. Speak of the devil, Gabe. What's, what's going up, everybody? On? I'm excited because Tim's here, Laura's here, and JB's here, and all of you are here. That's right. J and JB, say what's good to people. How you doing, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Shakers List. And as always, make sure you're hitting the thumbs up and make sure you're commenting on the show afterwards to be entered into our next giveaway. As if you commented on last Tuesday's show, maybe you'll win tonight's giveaway because we're going to give away some of Miss Laura's books again. That's right. She doesn't even know yet. Uh, <laughs> this show is once again sponsored by our friends over at CoverPrice.com for your price guides, collections, and trends. This here week, uh, Shakers List and the Top 10 List we do every Tuesday, 6 p.m. roughly. Uh, or uh, you can listen on podcasts, on anywhere you listen to podcasts, on Spotify. So just say, Alexa, play Lords of the Longbox podcast on Spotify. Show is also sponsored by our friends over at Bird City Comics. Use the discount code of LOTLB to get 15% off anything in the Bird City Comics exclusive store. We don't have a graphic though, but Laura, can you tell us what uh, you're dropping this weekend? Yeah, so on Sunday we have a Star Wars cover. It's uh, Darth Vader, the I think it's black, white, and red. Pretty sure. But that'll be coming out on Sunday. And then next mm-hmm. week we have uh, a Vampirella book coming out. With no side boo. And hold on, I'll, I'll highlight the comment here. If you text the word exclusive to that phone number, you'll be notified. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, this is the Daily Shakers list um, where we look at the uh, list comes from focusing on new say on the new high sales or the most interesting sales found on the exclusive Daily Shakers list. It's just changes several times every day. So make sure you check it out every day to view some of your hottest trending books. Make sure after this 10 that you stick around. We're going to see what's shaking today, boys and girls. And I would say this. You got a good chance of getting on the board. I would say maybe three out of 10. Oh, I was thinking maybe uh, one. There's some crazy one. Now you're uh, three. Wow. Get out of here with but that. There are some crazy ones two, on here. Maybe man, two. There. there are some crazy ones on here. Speaking of which, let's get right to what do we have for the first one. All right, let's get this show started. Shaker number one. By the way, this is uh, list is in alphabetical order, so it, they're just alphabetical. So to get the show kicked off, we've got Captain America Living Legend issue number three, the Mike Allred Retro 1 in 50 cover originally published in 2013. Now, this cover is tough to find, is as tough to find as Cap's Vibranium Shield is strong. This particular series was a four-part miniseries during Rick Remender's run of ja- between January of 2013 and December of 2014 on the Centennial of Liberty. This series was solicited and then it was delayed a few months to better coincide with the release of Captain America Winter Soldier. Now, that delay may explain why this particular issue is so rare. The shift in advertising and subsequent ordering may have caused this issue to have, you know, well, a limited print run. Adding to that factor, 
This cover is a 1 in 50 ratio variant on the third issue of a four-part miniseries. Essentially, very few copies of this cover were even printed. Now, the cover features the art of Mike Allred, best known for his time on the Silver Surfer, Silver Surfer circa 2014. The retro feel of the art and trade dressing is reminiscent of classic pre-Marvel comics. Needless to say, this is a rare and very well-desired cover. We've only seen, you ready? One copy ever sell. And it sold this week at a high sale of $538 in an 8.5 raw condition. However, fun fact, three of our members own a copy of this rarity. Mm. If one of you is reading this, the market's yours. So here's my hot take. Uh, first of all, Captain America Living Legend issue number three, Mike Allred, Retro 1 and 50 from 2013. I am not a fan of Mike Allred's uh, Silver Surfing Run. Oh, I'm leaving. Uh, <laughs> so I just don't. I, I just don't like his art. I'm sorry, man, but it it fits this one though because it has this definitely looks like it came from like the 30s or 40s, right? I mean, it it definitely has that aesthetic to it. It's kind of cool that it with the checkerboard top, definitely. Yeah, well, that checkerboard top is weird because that was a that was a DC. That's thing. a DC thing, right? right. That was a DC yeah. gimmick. That's that way you could tell which book was DC and you could ignore them. Yeah, so uh, in an eight point five for five hundred thirty-eight dollars. Wow, one. Tim, you got to try Silver Surfer. I don't know if you read it all the way through, but you got to read it, and then you don't uh, need like a you don't need a beach blanket to, to wipe up all your tears. It's a it's a tear. <laughs> yeah, amazing. I know, but uh, Silver Surfer is my top three, right? Doctor Strange, uh, Silver Surfer, and uh, Doctor Strange. What did I say? Doctor Strange, Silver Surfer, <laughs> and Thor are my three favorite characters, right? So whenever I see Surfer. And uh, if you guys remember the weird Silver Surfer cartoon that was on Fox, do you remember the amazing that? Silver Surfer cartoon it was that was on Fox? So deep amazing. for its time, like I don't think kids knew what the fuck they were getting themselves into, right? There was it some... blew me away because Galactus yeah. is like the CGI. It was like the first time you saw like CGI in a cartoon. It was yeah. it was a, it's a big love letter to Jack Kirby if you watch it. Yeah, it's great. It, but it was like kids probably tuning in, like, what's going on here? What the hell? This, but it was. Wow deep it was not like yeah. com comical or anything so captain america the living legend issue number three the all red one in 50 variant for 538 dollars for raw dog in the in the vf range wow it's crazy that was right. a perfect yeah. storm of things to, to happen to make this so rare the re yeah. the, the delay which made it re be and who was doing one in 50 at the time of this on a, on a number exactly. three out of four who does yeah. a one in 50 on a number yeah. three was in 2013 yeah. when it wasn't that much of a variant kind of like industry Market, going on exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there wasn't a proliferation of like online retailers doing variants either. So, you nope. know, like now you can't, you know, you got, you know, our friends at Karis Comics and Bird City, of course, mm -hmm. doing, uh, you know, online, you know, before that, you you know, you had brick and mortar. I mean, we were just talking offline about Phantom Comics was probably one of the first one. Probably another one is, uh, what was that store at the Universal Studios, Gabe, uh, and the University Walk, another universe? Is it, was that that store? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jim, Jim Hanley's, Jim Hanley's. Something like that? Yeah. The hell universe is what it was called? Yeah. No, uh, yeah, something like that, yeah. All right, so uh, get ready for your first offer. If you have this, definitely need proof of life. Yeah, I can only see this in person. This thing is gnarly. So we're talking about, uh, this is Cheech Wizard, but not that, not the Cheech I come to Chong. Uh, this is from Office of Student Publications in Syracuse University, 1967. Uh, by first last, 
So Von Bodie was an American artist who rose to fame in the 1960s and 70s for his distinctive style of cartooning and comic book art. While he began his career working as a commercial artist, creating illustrations for magazines and advertising campaigns, his initial comic work created by Syracuse University set the groundwork for Bodie to experiment with underground comics, creating characters such as Cheech Wizard and Deadbone. His work in underground comics and his groundbreaking for its fusion of psychedelic and science fiction themes and its incorporation of adult humor, humor and satire. We previously covered this hard-to-find first comics called The Machines Number 1, a 16-page pamphlet which saw a CGC 9.0 sell in 2022 for over $1,500. Yet Bodie's 1960 book, uh, Das Kampf, which featured his musings and commentary on war, was limited to 100 copies and is widely known as one of the very first underground comics some sources do cite it as the official first underground comic. He's also considered one of the founders of graffiti slash aerosol art. Uh, yeah. However, Cheech Wizard ultimately be became his most notable character and was a pop culture underground icon of the 70s. Used throughout his career until his untimely death at the age of 33 due to autoerotic auto asphyxiation. Look that up if you don't know what it is. No, uh, don't look it up. Cheech's <laughs> <laughs> uh, first appearance sold for a new high of $810 for a CGC 8.0 and is still very undervalued as this is a very rare book to find. Oh, yeah. don't look that up. Do not no, look don't that look up. it up. <laughs> I, did you just look it up? Did you just look it up? Yes. You said oh don't my god! I, we even, I don't don't listen to Gabe. He's untrustworthy. Also, look up uh, how David Carradine died. Uh, yeah, that's the same exact thing. Yeah. So, uh, Cheech Wizard. Things you should watch though. Dun, 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 sponsored by nobody was I watched the Extraction Day. If you want to see Chris Helmsworth just merc motherfuckers, check out the Extraction. Uh, it's directed by one of the Russo brothers, and they're making an Extraction Two. I don't want to give too much away, but yo, he is just killing people left and right. It was, uh, it's, it's, there it is. Sponsored by nobody. Things TiVo watch that you should watch. Things that TiVo should tell you not to search is whatever Gabe told you to search for. All right. Here's your chance to get on the board. Yeah, they might have a chance on this one. Daredevil number 131 from 1976. This particular book continues to surprise. The census is flooded with submissions and should have already hit its peak back in early 20, oh, 2003 and possibly tapered off in 2018. But somehow this book continues to climb and hit an all-time high of 8,476 for a CGC 9.8 this week. Both Colin Farrell and Wilson Bethel did the character of Bullseye Justice. But nothing concrete has come across the airwaves lately as to anyone reprising the role in Daredevil Born Again in 2024. Truth be told, speculation is somewhat like location, 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 location. So investors will jump at titles prior to press release to gain some footing. But unlike Bullseye, who never misses, it is anyone's guess if this one will continue to raise the bar. Credit due to the late buckler for the inking on this cover. Yo, that's crazy. $8,000. I'm trying to think. I I, I used to have a 9.2. Uh, 
and I'm trying to remember if I sold it um, at auction or at one of the Lord's sales. I was like, damn, but you know, um, it's funny, you know, maybe somebody was listening to us talk about it. I was talking about how uh, Daredevil with Colin Farrell would play Bullseye was kind of a good movie. If you watch the extended version of Daredevil, not the, not the regular edition, watch the extended. Yeah. The director's cut. I actually have it on blue on uh blu-ray or excuse me, yeah. the DVD. It wasn't even a blue. I have it too. It has, an, it has an amazing documentary on it. Mm-hmm. And it talks to all the creators who worked on Daredevil, like Bendis and, and Frank Miller and John yeah. Romita. It's, it's, it's worth it just for that. Yeah, because that Daredevil movie uh, really relied heavily on the Kevin Smith run with the the whole thing about him being a Catholic and everything like that. So it was heavily influenced by uh, Frank, or excuse me, um, uh, Kevin Smith's run on Daredevil. But uh, gosh, I wonder if I still have it. But um, if you read, if you ever read the Ultimates version of the Ultimates, excuse me, like uh, Hawkeye is like, close to damn near being like bullseye where anything he held, he throws can be a weapon. Like he can kill you with like a pen or pencil, just throwing it. Uh, and in, in the movie, hilariously, he's like, just, you know, f- you know, you know, killing people with a clipboard and all kinds of stuff. And he really goes he over the top with a plane. peanut on the plane. <laughs> yeah. Because he was snoring. Those damn yeah, peanut allergies are getting to you, man. Freaking shot peanut in his throat. <laughs> One of the best bullseye moments you're ever going to see outside of like what we know about, like with Electra and stuff like that, is when he was in Dark Avengers and what he does to Century's wife. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Read Dark Avengers, me? everybody. Do you want to tell us or? Uh... Uh, he no, throw... don't spoil it. Okay. He does stuff. Well, he's a, he's a know, mean, we, let's use it as he's a one question. of the meanest like, like get, villains. I'm going to answer the question industry, later on the show. Yeah, he's, he's psychotic. Yeah. But, you know, I was hoping to get to see his costume on the big screen, but all we got was, like, this weird bullseye on his forehead, which, you know, I was like, you know, even in the film, he goes, finally, I get a costume. And I was like, no, you didn't. You got a leather fucking trench coat. That's not a costume, <laughs> unless you're Nick Fury. All right, Daredevil issue number 131 for 9.84 for almost $8,500. Whoa. All right, get ready for another offer. I want proof of life. All right, at number four, we've got Dell Giant, issue number 48, originally published in 1961. Now, cover price touched on this book back in their August market report, and what do you know? It's making waves once again. At that time, a CGC 9.0 sold for $1,920, resetting the market for this classic book, which just so happens to be the first appearance of the Flintstones. Well, a CGC 9.8 just came to market and was secured for an outstanding $9,600. That's the first CGC 9.8 sale since way back in 2013 when it only went for $2,629. And hot dang, that's quite a jump. But it's easy to see why, because there are only three 9.8 copies available on the CGC census. When it does come to market, it's bound to receive some attention in such a high grade as the Flintstones are some of the most iconic characters in American pop culture. Now, whoever secured this top grade book is definitely screaming, Wilma! 
this time as they watch their funds leave their account, all to secure a little piece of history. So when was the last sale? Just say again, uh, the... back in 2013 for 2,629. Yeah. So this is one of those categories of uh, of mm-hmm. post pandemic people buying stuff that going back getting these kind of funky books like the first appearances of like the Flintstones and you may see another one on this list Uh, so uh, just uh, that's what we call a teaser boys and girls so Dale Giant issue number 48 uh, 1961 a 9.8 for 9,600 bonards that is a lot of cheddar for the Flintstones or should I say I don't even know what they eat on the Flintstones whatever it was All right, uh, here's, here's a weird one Gabe, this is you. Gabe, you're muted. Gabe. Gabe's muted. I didn't. I'm mute unmuting. Him. Can we unmute his mic? <laughs> no. Get on the phone. You're muted. Flintstones. It's the Flintstones. It's the yeah. But He's still going. Down. He's just reading. It. This is great. If you could see backstage, <laughs> he is just reading along, clear as yeah. day, <laughs> muted. It double muted, what? man. There you go. There you go. Wouldn't be a Lord show if it wasn't uh, some type of technical. Yeah, that was on your bingo card, everybody. Take a drink. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> up their, their, their mutes. Uh, four color number 926. I'm going to read this for a second time. Uh, this is from Dell 1958. Uh, this particular four color Dell issue features the first comic book appearance of Peter Pan, Tinkerbell, Captain Hook, Tiger Lily. Wendy Darling, John Darling, and Michael Darling. It's a charming adaptation from the Walt Disney motion picture, Peter Pan, based upon Peter Pan uh, by Sir James Matthew Barry. The Four Color series was an American comic book anthology series published by Dell Comics between 1939 and 1962. The title is a reference to the to the four basic colors used to print comic books at the time. Yellow, ba- yellow, black, cyan, and magenta. More than a thousand issues were published. Interestingly, the phrase one shot was first used by the publisher in the first interior page of the first story. And all of these issues are essentially quote unquote one shot features. The subject matter for the four colored series range from comic book strip characters, old West gunslingers, movie heroes, TV shows, and cartoon characters, among others. Of course, the character Peter Pan fits perfectly within this range of offerings. This past week, we saw a record sale of $2,300 for the only CGC 9.8 on the census. Wow. 9.8 grades have always uh, elided extraordinary sale prices, especially with Silver Age books. Even when these same issues can be readily be purchased for about 20 to 50, 25 to 50 bucks in lower grades. A perfect example of supply and demand in effect. If you want that 9.8 grade, when there is extremely low supply, be prepared to pay for it. $2,300 doesn't seem like a lot for something that like seems this. like a for steal. the only 9.8 in the sense, yeah, yeah. There, um, there's also the time really- traveling book right here, too. 58? Yeah, Peter Pan is a is very trippy when it comes to Disney because when you think about you know it's all happiness and that but yo the book deals with a lot of mature materials like the what are they called the Dead Boys the, the Lost Boys um, 
right? So Peter Pan is basically taking them to their death or wherever they're going. I mean, it's, you know, you know, once Disney got in, you know, obviously they were like, you know, we can't just have, you know, people just, you know, little kids dying, you know, it doesn't keep them from killing, you know, Kimba's or, uh, you know, the Lion King's father. But, you know, back then, though, if you read the original Peter Pan and what, you know, what's going on, am I saying that? Is it Peter Pan? Yeah, Peter Pan. And the Lost Boys, or Dead Boys, whatever, whether from Hook, they're the basically, yeah, they're basically in a, in a, in a, in a they're basically dead. I don't know when you put a spoiler alert, by the way. Um, <laughs> so it's like a purgatory, right? He's taking are them they to like, like damned souls in purgatory. Is that what well, it is? They're like taking them to like child heaven, you know, yeah, where they exactly. can just be kids forever. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Now, so if you want to see the hook movie, that's another one that's going to make you cry like a maniac. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. four color issue number nine, two, six, and nine fifty eight. Only twenty two eighty for nine point yeah. eight. That's a steal, man. All right, Gabe, you should like this one. Gabe, are you talking about the hook movie with Robin Williams? Of course. Yes, of course. Absolutely. Where they're like, your children are growing up and you are missing it. The wife says it to him, and that always just that hits. Oh, killing me. <sighs> okay. All right, moving on. Jurassic Park number one, the amber chrome gold foil, limited to 7,500 copies. This came out by in 1993 by Tops. This issue features the first appearance of Jurassic Park in comics. This four-issue comic book adaptation of the film coincided with the movie's release. There's also an issue number zero, which was released months later after the series ended, and other sources cite that one as the first. All four issues were released with a regular edition and a direct collector's edition. The collector's editions were polybagged and included three special edition Topps trading cards. Those mostly sell for $3 or so. However, this Ambercrome edition of issue number one has been a pricey variant for a while now. This week's new high sale of $762 for a CGC 9.8 more than doubles the last 9.8 sold in 2021 for $356. Limited to a sizable 7,500, each copy is printed with its own number. It's surprising how hard it is to find now. Today, many variants feature incredibly low print runs, well below 500 copies. Seeing how 7,500 copies can disappear in 30 years makes us look a little closer at our favorite convention or retailer variants. It's a fun game to think about. Which variants today will be 2055's rare and pricey exclusives? Somebody's got a case of these in their garage or something, right? Come on. Yeah, whatever Amber Chrome is. I mean, shout what out to Topps Comics. What gimmick is that? <laughs> my, man, my man Comics to Go had posted a, a book from Topps Comics. I think it was Lady Rawhide. Um, you remember that from Topps Comics? Uh, you know, in, in 1993, yo, it, there was tons of publishers uh, all over the place, you know. From Tops Comics, obviously Image, Valiant, uh, and and everyone in between. My, but, but in '93, they were all over the place. So, uh, yo, but uh, Jurassic Park and Lady Lord just saw it again. Are we going to just ignore the fact of how stacked the creative team is on this book? Yeah, it's, it's Walt Simonson, Gil Kane, and George Perez. That's crazy. God damn, you're right, Gabe. Thanks for saying. That's why we got Gabe on the show. It's nice yeah. having you back on the panel, Gabe. We need you. <laughs> We need you more often, man. Yeah, There's something odd Shout about Jurassic Park Gabe. books. You know, everybody like in the legends? chat, comment <laughs> on the show how nice it is having Gabe back on the panel tonight. Make sure you're commenting, dropping a like. man. There's something back. weird about Jurassic Park books because all the legends end up doing it. Like John Byrne, he stepped away from comics and was just doing Jurassic Park books for the longest time. No shit. Yeah, you go out there and you find a bunch of cool like 
Jurassic Park books written and drawn, I believe, by John Byrne. If you're a John Byrne person, look at some Jurassic Park books of his. Yeah. I th- and I think post-pandemic also is the people buying comics that weren't originally um, comic properties, right? And I always tell you, you know, look at the movies like um, like uh, Indiana Jones, first appearance, like in Marvel Comics uh, and things of that nature. I mean, Jurassic Park, the Amber Chrome. Uh, Nemesis or Prime says Amber was the name of the mosquito from uh, the movie. So there you go. Oh, so that makes dr- so much sense now. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah I'm like, what the hell is Amber Chrome? Information the chat drops on us. By the way, everyone that watches this show on the rewind, make sure you turn the live chat on because our live chat is the best on YouTube. Dropping incredible knowledge on us. Shout out to the live chat. Shout it out. Yeah, Jurassic Park Amber Chrome number one. 7,500, 762 for 9.8. It seems pretty cheap to me for the first. This is the first appearance of Jurassic Park in the comics, right? Yeah, I mean, there's some debate. They're saying some claim that number uh, zero is or issue zero, but yeah. But back in the 90s, zero came out like before after one sometimes. Yeah. It was, it was just well, yeah. that's that's the first zero was like when Image was doing it, like way in the middle of their runs of things. Yeah, I just I just bought a Dark Child uh, zero at uh, mm-hmm. WonderCon. Uh, but and then DC was... did all those zeros just to spite Image and just drove the idea of zero <laughs> issues into the ground. There you go. All right, what do you have next? Oh, this is a good one, folks. And you know what? Shout out to the writers over at Cover Price for just you know giving us this fantastic content to share with you guys tonight, right? Good all right, next up, we've got Mega Man Master Mix, issue number two, the Edwin Huang 1 in 10 variant, originally published in 2018. Now, Mega Man, a.k.a. Rockman in Japan, is a popular video game character created by Capcom. The first Mega Man game was released for the Nintendo Entertainment System in 1987, and the franchise has since become a beloved classic with numerous sequels and spin-offs across gaming platforms. Mega Man's design has become iconic, with his blue armor, helmet, and arm cannon being instantly recognizable to gamers around the world. Now, Mega Man's popularity has led to numerous spin-offs, including a cartoon series, comic books, and merchandise. Yet, it took a while for the aftermarket to notice our favorite blue bomber. It's only been in the past couple of years that his key issues and hard-to-find variants are fetching higher and higher prices. Due to his overall low print runs, some variants are incredibly challenging to track down, and we've tried. This Master Mix series, published by Udon Entertainment, features a retelling of the classic stories of Japanese artist Hitoshi Ariga. Available for the first time in color. Now, overall, Mega Man Master Mix is a love letter to the classic Mega Man franchise. It also produced some of the hardest to find Mega Man variants. Yet this one in 10 homage to Mega Man 2 NES box art. Man, this one's it. This week, a copy sold quickly at a new high of $80 raw. Yet, keep in mind, we've only ever seen two sales and the market is still pretty unaware of these variant covers. Well, this high is simply a flare in the sky for additional copies to come to market. Some other highlights of this series are issues number one, with an uncanny X-Men 141 homage, and the ghost Aki Lee cover featuring Ladies Kalinka Plum, Splash Woman Roll, and Mega Man's World. Fun note, these read from back to front 
So mm. the variant cover is featured on the back. Many oh. resellers only feature the front, not the variant cover that features the same art across each issue. So getting to know the barcode is key to finding stealth deals when they do get listed. Also, you can designate to CGC which cover you want to be featured on the front. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think video game comics, like I said, I sound like a broken record uh, post pandemic i mean you know especially now look at mario brothers the movie blowing up and the comics blowing up we've had you know Meg, we've had nintendo comics on this list numerous times hell bird city has done uh homages to um uh, nintendo covers i mean they're mm -hmm. just you know they're just all the thing now but uh i mean i think it's time we need we need a mega man live action film or at oh, least yeah. a Mega Man animated big screen film, right? Oh yeah, I'm in the I'm in the background specking on like certain Mega Man stuff myself because yeah, I love oh man that Archie series of Mega Man that they did was fantastic and it only it didn't last very long though. Yeah, so Mega Man Master Mix number two, the Ed and Hwang cover C one in ten variant from 2018, which is an oddity in itself. Mm -hmm. One in ten. All right, uh, here's a chance to get on the board. At least for me, yeah. it is. Got a good chance for this one, everybody. This is Shauna the She-Devil, Volume 1, Number 1, Marvel Comics, back in 1972. Shauna the She-Devil uh, she is a Marvel Comics character created by writer... Uh, all right, here we go. Carolee Su Ling. Sure. An artist... Bert Irv Hermlinger. Bing... Live hanger, live link, Bert Herkern, but bingo link fucker. Now I feel like I'm back. Baby to a JB. I was like, all right, go ahead. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, now I'm back. Now, now that's another notch in the belt. Uh, where was I? Uh, an artist, George Tusca, in 1972, along with Night Nurse and Tigra, Shauna the She Devil is one of the the three new female characters. At Marvel Comics aimed at targeting a female audience. Modeled after Tarzan, Shauna is a fierce and independent adventurer who uses her skills as a hunter and survivalist to survive, initially in the African jungle. However, alongside her husband, Kazar, or Kazar, however you want to say it, she is Kazar. mostly known today as a protector of the untamed wilderness known as the Savage Land, a prehistoric jungle hidden in uh, Antarctica. Shauna is known for her phys physical prowess, bravery, and resourcefulness, as well as her deep connection to the natural world. Over the years, she has become a popular character in the Marvel Universe, appearing in various series and crossovers. Shauna's character has been praised for breaking gender stereotypes and representing strong female characters in the comic book industry. Her first appearance recently sold for a new high sale of $3,383 for a CGC 9.8, almost doubling the price that a 9.8 sold for in 2022. That was $1,853. The Savage Land played a big part in the Secret Invasion, uh, Secret Invasion comic storyline and, of course, is a major part of X-Men lore. The chances of seeing Kazar and Shauna in the next several years is high. At least we're wishing for it. 
Yeah, and um, yeah, and I don't think little boys or little girls were buying this comic in '72. It was definitely little boys buying it. You know what I mean? They were like, uh, "Yeah, can I get the girl in the cheetah one piece, uh, please?" <laughs> yeah, um, with the wet is that is that an early kind of? It's almost a boob window. I mean, I don't know. Kind of, yeah, man. She wore a bikini uh, later on, though, didn't she? Like, I don't know if I'm thinking the wrong thing. I'm picturing her as a blonde in a bikini. You're right. Yeah, she's basically right. that's how yeah. she looks these days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I and actually, work. if you remember Into the Multiverse of Madness, one of my favorite films, uh, when they go through all the different multiverses, one of them looks like um, the Savage Land because there was like dinosaurs and shit. So just you know, keep that in mind. So you never know, man. I'm just saying, it could happen. We've had it on long-term spec list for, along with Kazar and that crazy pterodactyl um, dude that could read your mind. Um, what's his name? What's the name of the pterodactyl from the Savage Land? Goddamn. The only count. Uh, the only pterodactyl I know is Sauron. Sauron, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Sauron. He could. Sauron could read your had telepathic abilities, so it was crazy. I mean, it, you know, already he's a flying dinosaur, but he could read your mind. That's not fair. So uh, Shana great, or Shana, the she devil is great. There's a great comment in the in the chat there from Mr. Michael Baker. He says, "Hey, if this book were released today, it would be deemed offensive to women for having she devil in the title." That's an interesting so. take. I don't think so. Comment on that below if you think that. that's Have you true seen or recent not. covers? I meant, I meant, there, there's half. <laughs> no, I think it's the, the 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 name Devil. That it's the word Devil. I don't know. I, we'll, I, no, there's there's way more like offensive titles and something that has the word Devil in it. I think he's referring. This to is the 70s. You can listen to Kiss albums backwards. Yeah, I think it's because it was. You did not listen to, to them yeah. backwards, Gabe. No, I wasn't even born in the 70s, so of course not. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to find a record player that plays shit backwards because m most record players you have to, but on record players on certain turntables, you have or you the platter you can't manipulate backwards, you have to spin it backwards. Famously, I think, um, Ozzy Osbourne or um, did one as well. Uh, and some of them just said, uh, hi, you find a secret message, you know, but other ones were really kind of trippy satanic shit that you were, you know, would find. But uh, Shane, the she devil issue number one, three thousand three hundred eighty three dollars and a nine point eight. Go, you, you go, she devil. All right. Here's one that's uh, <laughs> definitely no for. Yeah, this one's interesting. Terrifier number one, the Steve McGinnis variant. This was done by Art the Clown LLC in twenty twenty one. Horror icons have permeated various types of media and created hardcore fans and collectors since the 70s and 80s. We have Leatherface, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, and Jason. There are a few of the aforementioned icon in horror and slasher flicks that have had a crossover appeal in comics as well. This past week saw a new addition to this list in Art the Clown. Art the Clown is a fictional character who first appeared in the 2013 horror anthology film All Hallows' Eve. He was created and portrayed by actor and writer David Howard Thornton. Art the Clown is depicted as a sadistic and highly disturbing character who wears clown makeup and a black and white clown costume. He is known for his silent but menacing presence, as well as his use of violence and gore to terrorize his victims. Art the Clown has since become a cult favorite in the horror genre and has appeared in other films such as Terrifier and Terrifier 2. In 2021, the rights holder published this comic book adaptation to the first Terrifier movie sold directly from the Terrifier shop. 
While copies of the first and second issues have long sold out, prices for these rare issues have quickly increased. Specifically, this week saw a sale at a new high of $485 for a near-mint rock copy. This book was print to order, but it was before the release of the successful Terrifier 2 film. So it is safe to assume the actual print numbers, although unverified, are relatively low. Art has only continued to grow in popularity and therefore increased interest in horror comic collectors. There are more future plans for the character considering the success of the second film, so it will be interesting to see if more comic appearances happen as well. I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, there's bondage going on. It's pretty damn creepy. And this uh, is really creepy. I never seen the movie. I didn't even know Terrifier Two existed, let alone Terrifier One. Um, I'm chicken shit. More, I don't like it. Makes me wonder what the inside art looks like. How know, different right? stories or anything? Because this cover is very like striking in many different ways. Just a wee bit. I mean, let's just look at the clown. The clown is is very disturbing. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm done with this, and we can move. Yep. On. Bondage. This is my new well. wallpaper for my phone. <laughs> this is your favorite cover of the show. Make sure you comment it below. By the way, comment yeah, your you favorite freak. cover below. Yeah. All right. Here's the last one, and chance to get on the board before we uh, see what's shaking the day, shaking the day, and uh, give away some stuff. This is it, man. This is a great book. Ooh. The final one on the list. Shout out to the 140 strong in the live chat. You guys wow. are fantastic. Make sure you're hitting that thumbs up. All right, here we go. Last one on the list. We've got Wonder Woman issue number 72. Ready? Newsstand. Shout out to Sea Woodard and the great legend of the Comic Corps. Now, Wonder Woman swelled in popularity during Gal Gadot's run, portraying the character on the big screen. Whether she'll remain in the role, well, that's up in the air. And we recently may have gotten her last hurrah, spoiler alert, if you saw Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Now, to commemorate this, one lucky fan secured one of the best Wonder Woman covers ever created. This Brian Boland masterpiece is often a book Wonder Woman fans search for as it perfectly portrays all the qualities that make her an icon. It's regal, colorful, and powerful all in one. And one graded newsstand copy just sold for a whopping $1,100. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Now that blows the last sale out of the water. And that last sale only occurred three months ago for 552 bucks. Now, that was before her appearance on Shazam, but that jump in such a short period of time is something to behold. It's the newsstands, I'm telling you. Newsstands were being phased out when this book was released, putting a premium on those that do make it to the aftermarket, evidenced by this recent sale for direct editions. Evidenced by recent sales for direct editions. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're less. Typically, they went for about the same price until this most recent sale which doubles up from direct editions. What an amazing cover. One which a fan was willing to lay out some big bucks for. Hey, Gabe, oh. quick question. I have a question for you. You're a 90s expert. Did, did the Spawn number nine come out before this? Because they look so similar pose-wise to me. Ooh. Um, what, year, 90, what year is the Wonder Woman book again? 93? Yeah, 93. But I think the Spawn one was too. 
Mm, and also there was famously a statue that was rendered made from this cover. Uh, if you ever get a Wonder Woman statue, um, you know, you know, for everything that Gal Gadot has done, I could I could stand a new Wonder Woman. You know, I mean, she's I mean, she's really kind of strikingly beautiful. But, you know, her acting chops are, let's be honest with you. I mean, they're, you know, I mean, I'm saying it wrong. What? Is it dot? I thought it was Godot. Doe. Godot, Godot, whatever, man. Right. But let's say uh, so. Newsstand in 1993. Um, so, yeah, so it was right around 10 or 15 percent uh, between newsstand and, and direct market uh, back in uh, 1993. So, uh, there is some very, I've had. I've had and sold this book probably two or three times. I don't know if I still have it. Anytime I do see it in my LCS, I'll snap, I'll nab it as a wall book. Uh, never got it slabbed though, but uh, it is gorgeous. Uh, you should Google the statue too if you want to see it. Uh, the statue was rendered uh, in kind of an homage to this cover, uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, so that's it. We're gonna see what's shaking today, boys and girls. But uh, do you want to give something away first, JB? Yeah. Do we want to do it now or do we want to do it later? So real quick, um, for Laura's question, uh, Spawn Nine came out in May of '93. So okay. the chat's dropping all kinds of good stuff. This. Yeah, here it is. Bam, a Spawn Nine March '93, Wonder Woman '72 March in '93. What? Is that Wait, right? Gabe just said May though. Which one? Spawn no, Nine was April '23. March. April. It was cover dated March. So I don't know. Yeah, we'll take it work for it. All right. Well, you know what? Check this out, folks. We're going to use the comment picker. And before this show started, we had 45 comments. Thank you to everybody who commented on that video. But I've been dropping the link periodically. And uh, I think I'll drop it one more time right here. And then, TiVo, if you want to, you got a real short interlude to give these people one last chance to get in on this. <laughs> There's no such thing as short interlude on the show. Uh, let's see what we got for him, though. Um, do, 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 do. You know what? Need some Ed Sheeran. I'm in love with the shape of you. I'm in love with the shape of you. I'm in love with your body. I'm in love with the shape of you. I'm in love with the shape of you. I'm in love with your body. Style. There you go. Here we go, folks. As I mentioned before the show started, we had what do we have? 45 comments on there. Let's see if we picked up any comments during the show. 69. 69. <laughs> perfect for the show. <laughs> Come on. Can anybody say 69 without giggling? Give me a break. 
Oh no! Only if you're immature, and we're all immature. What all the three. hell just happened? Well, at least your search history didn't show up. <laughs> uh, my search history. As he's is looking fine. up, uh, <laughs> how uh, David Carradine died earlier. Uh-huh. Oh God! Uh, no, not random names, you jackass. Sorry. Do 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 do. And not gonna let me sit at his desk anymore after searching all this stuff. Did you guys know if a duck quacks? There's no echo, and nobody knows why. What the fuck? What the hell? Even it quacks. There's no echo. Random factoid ever. I know. I was thinking about earlier. Three, boom, four. You also know that gullible is not in the dictionary. Sixty-nine comments. (laughs) We still want sixty-nine comments. All right, and let's run where it. is the start? Start raffle pick winner. Good luck, everybody who entered, and let's see who's going to take home a free book from Miss Laura tonight. William, William Spencer with the comment. Right. I missed the episode. Comment now. Heir to the Empire or hair? No, I'm joking. <laughs> heir to the Empire is my pick. All right. So uh, this shows that you can make comments after the show and still win. Look at that. Well, you know what? I'm going to give away some stuff in the live chat today. Nice. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. First of all, we're going to see what's shaking today, boys and girls. So uh, let me do the seamless transition as I like to. Seamless transition. How you doing, everybody? Cheers to everybody in the chat. JB, do you got a first bullseye? Do I have a what? A first bullseye? That Daredevil 131? I have. I, I did. Okay. I think I do. I'm, I have to check, man. Oh, I know. Yeah, I Tim. I know I you do. said you did. I I know I do. I got a nine four. I, I figured JB would. That's like one of those books that I would think he would have. It's one of those like yeah. essential keys that most yeah, people don't think about anymore. Got to have some of the evergreens. Whoa, 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 Tivo, go back to that first row. You're not showing off. No, oh, I just no, have Giants has X Men. That's it. <clears throat> Look at that Fantastic Four, buddy. Number one. Nice. Oh, that's a really game, price, dude. That's three point for fifteen k. Wow. That's, that's not. That's that's so a good. deal. I almost spent yeah. twelve thousand on a one point eight. I have a Gosh. four. I have a four point zero. Oof. Oh man. That I, I bought I, years ago for like not years ago, maybe like six years ago for like four grand. Wow. I used to have ASM one twenty nine, but I uh, traded it uh, for uh, Strange Tales one ten. So you know, hey, I'm happy with it because I got my favorite characters first. Look at Ninja Turtles though. Ninja Turtles still killing it, dude. That's a seventeen grand and a nine point oh, boys and girls. Seventeen. Origin first parent teenage mutant Ninja Turtles. This is one of the most important comics of all time, I think. Yeah, and this is way this is before the you know pizza eating cowabunga happy yeah turtles, before they even had know. colored bandanas or, or oh any yeah that kind of stuff it was really it was really you know kind of kicked off the independent uh, indie comics along with like that black the, and white boom started from here that's you started getting yeah. like radioactive teenage hamsters and stuff like that radioactive black belt team, uh, hamsters go. uh, I've got a couple the, of those and the it's, tick I think also love the tick. there was a, a Star Wars homage cover on the radioactive hamsters that I picked up. Yeah, look at this. Black Cat Mystery. Oh, man, he is on fire, literally. Uh, Black Cat Mystery number 44, 1953, pre-code horror, 1600 for 5.0. That's it. Highest known value, 9.24 grand. Wow. That is a gnarly-ass cover, though. Um, sports, I, I remember when this came out in my LCS, and I just like, ah, whatever. Wait a minute. Is, is this from the movie? Yeah. No, this is, it yeah, is. this it's a Back comic. Back to the uh, Future? Yeah, is this it's a comic. The Back though. to the Future movie? 
exactly it's a back, back to, to the, the future, future variant that shows the almanac that they used in the movie i didn't uh, know that existed that's clever i like that yeah. that's kind of cool man it is i remember z box wow that was a while ago back in 2015 um i was just thinking about this book the other day why at one point i had two copies of it and i sent it off to uh, my buddy uh, in canada to press them which is way back when right and um, he, he lost them. Right. Huh? But, to, but to his credit, he's like, you know what, I'm going to find you copies and I'm going to, I'm going to make it up to you. And he did. So, but yeah, this is a uh, first minute, appearance. You would send your books all the way to Canada to get pressed, bro. This is back in 2000 and, but the shipping to Canada, bro, come on. on What's the year of it? It's had to be like 2014 or something. Yeah. yeah, it was 2015 or 16 when I got it pressed. And you remember the early days of pressing, it was kind of frowned upon. Like uh, people who did it didn't share how they pressed it or, you know. They still don't. Those people take those secrets to the grave. Exactly. Um, and, you know, and then the people there on the CGZ forums uh, who are just the worst people ever, um, you know, would, you know, argue about, you know, <laughs> if, if a press comic has been is it a restoration blah, blah 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 but now it's like normal practices and services to the point where well, CGC, yeah. CGC offers, offers it now that is yeah. a great yeah. question because some of the people that press i mean they give them steam baths and to get the paper you know to be pressable that's not restoration you know, i don't know no You're uh, not adding Pim, can you go to that pep comics up there look yeah, at that of a, a 0.5 for a thousand dollars raw what about the people that spray the um liquid on the covers and then put them under blue lights to turn them white is that restoration cgc will catch that sometimes will yeah. they catch that yeah if, if the cover it happened to me unfortunately um it happened assuming, to you yeah oh i'm assuming what it is if the cover obviously if the cover is more white than the interior pages then they tend to throw a red flag i would think that's crazy we need I like a whole show was, on this, guys. I don't guys even know that was a thing that people I'd did, love to man. be on the yeah, panel. Yeah, it's a blue light. Okay. I'm 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 my, my together. I, I'd love to be on the panel to discuss that with somebody. Yeah. yeah. Look at this. Yeah, Captain Britain. That. That number eight, that. full color. Why is number eight on here? First Does it have the mask? Does it have the mask? Yeah. First. Yeah. This one doesn't. I think only. Oh, not that one. No, it's just the number one magazine from the UK. So this one is the first appearance of Betsy Braddock, who later becomes Psylocke. And this is the, uh, you can tell the UK edition of it. Um, I have number one, but I don't have uh, number eight, unfortunately. I have the, uh, Uh, the Marvel team up his first US appearance. Yeah. I have that one as well. Yeah, because I love Captain Britain. Uh, oh, yeah. That whole there was a whole storyline where it was Captain Britain and I think they were called MI something where they MI sixteen, something like that, and where they dealt with supernatural forces like mm-hmm. Merlin and there was Excalibur was in there and it was just just yeah a great, they had all those like story. multi-universe things that Alan Moore yeah. introduced into it and stuff yeah. yeah I'm waiting for that Marvel spotlight to pop bro that first yeah. Ghost Rider got to happen soon I think the highest known value you're gonna pop oh, man come on blow your mind. When you see the highest no value, two hundred sixty-four thousand at a heritage auction Good back in I remember when that happened. That was just the yep. biggest, just explosion. It was a crazy. Quarter million dollars. That's insane. Yeah, I don't know why they haven't brought Ghost Rider in, but when he does, I mean, he's you know, it's gonna blow up. I mean, obviously he was in uh, Agents of Shield, which was still dope as well, but uh, you know, 
Yeah, it was a no. Robbie the Nick Cage version of uh, Ghost Rider is uh, yo, yeah, it's like a hate watch, <laughs> you know. Oh, the second one's even worse. The Spirit of Vengeance. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. I, you know, the second one was directed by some weird, like a Russian director or something like that. Uh, Aegis Elba was in it too. Yeah, you know what? Aegis Elba was also in. I was just watching uh, Hobbs and and Shaw. Uh, from the Fast and the Furious franchise, Miss mm-hmm. Laura hasn't got past the second film in the Fast and the Furious franchise. That's right. I threw oh. you under the bus. The third one's you... the best one, though. The one when they no, go that's to Tokyo. Either, you know, the second one was so bad that I'm like, I how many are there? That's that's Tokyo Drill. I think it's like nine or ten. Ten's coming. Come on, man. That's too many. That's, no way. I mean, give me thirty of those. Friday the Thirteenth. Come on, man. No, it but... is because it, it, they're following that horror movie trope where they start like in the hood and eventually they escalate and they go into space. They strapped the rocket engine onto a Pontiac Fiero and shot oh my God. Space. The only way you can escalate going no. into space is going back into the hood because Leprechaun yeah. did it, Jason yeah. X did it, or Jason versus Freddy did oh, it, and now yeah. Fast and Furious is going back into the hood. You gotta you gotta watch them. I mean they they start off as just kind of these street racers into stealing, becoming uh, stealing VCRs and stuff. Yeah, into becoming <laughs> like uh, martial arts experts and web, weapon experts and hacking experts. I'm like, how the I hell do they get these food. skills and abilities? I'm like, all right, whatever, man. But I'm, you know, I watch it anyway. And the hostage, uh, what is it? Uh, what did I say? Nash and Hobbs, whatever their name Hobbs is. Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Jason Statham and The Rock uh, is, is still fun. And there was a weird uh, Roman Reigns cameo that he doesn't even say a word if you're in the wrestling. Uh, and when they go to Samoa, Talofa. Anyway, uh, weird, weird, <laughs> weird tales. This is um, probably hot now because uh, it features the first appearance of Creature Commandos. And they just announced the uh, cast for the Creature Commandos, I do believe. It's going to be animated. Um, and David Harbour, I believe, is going to be I Frankenstein from it. So mm-hmm. uh, watch, keep an eye on this book. It's going to pop even more. 2.9 and uh, 8.5. Uh, back in February 17. DC, or you guys want to lean into if you're doing any kind of spec. That stuff is super yeah. weak right now. It's time to get Especially it. Especially those the really obs- obscure stuff that, uh, you know, that he came out and he said he's going to do a list for. So, uh, all right, man. There you go. Speaking of DC, love these goofy covers, man. Come on now. Comic Cavill Cave is great. Come on now. Green Lantern, The Speed, and Wonder Woman just, surf- <laughs> just surfing. Surfing. <laughs> surfing. Uh, nice. $535 for a 4.0, man. Check this out. That's just so funny, man. I like this version of Green uh, Green Lantern, too. I like to see more of them. The only time I've seen him is Justice League, a couple of Justice League uh, cartoons. And his weakness was wood. Click on the Captain yeah. Science. I like that one. Which was Captain, Captain Science. Science. There you go. Oh, there you go. Girl, Look at that. girl strapped onto Ooh, a giant yeah. phallic row uh, thingy. <laughs> you got bondage. <laughs> you got phallic. You got... You got... <laughs> yeah. I want this. I want the it. Red Devils of Mars, the Invisible Tyrants. There you go. I like how there's one a fuse worse. on the bomb that he lit with like a, a torch. It's a fuse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, it came out in 1951, so you know they hadn't quite perfected rocket science. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're in yeah. middle of Korea right now, so yeah, I think we're weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, the most phallic one ever is the Wonder Woman cover, uh, where she strapped onto a a giant bomb, uh, Wonder Woman. And I have a story about that. Is like I, I met up with King of the Golden State at Heroes in uh, in San Jose, California. 
and there was a 9.6 and i was like dude you should buy it he goes gonna i should i should you can buy it anyway so you know he just bought it it was like a 9.6 or something like that so i just shamed him into buying it King goes, shamed good him for him but what did that sell for that oh it's a 500 for 4.0 i don't know 4. He, you know he rose <laughs> uh captain oh captain science 4.0 and uh for 500 dollars my favorite thing is What's that detective comics Strange, next to it. With somebody's you got that in your autograph. collection. You know you do. Yeah. This is like old school Batman right here. Yeah. 1944. I love it when you see these ones that have like little kids' names autographed on it. Like they signed their name. Oh, uh, Oscar. How, Oscar, Oscar Reynolds. Reynolds. Wrote on, yeah. He wrote on it. Just tell everybody that this is his detective comics. Ryan Reynolds that was cousin. his detective. Bro, it was already on issue 90 in August 10th, 1944. Which is kind of mind-boggling to me. Uh, highest on value is thirteen thousand two hundred back in two thousand twenty. Holy shnikes. Uh Yeah, I have this. Boom, Submariner and the X Men. But oh, yo, I love this. That was just saying Bruner that. and Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Ah, Bruner and Doctor Strange. You can't go wrong with this man. That I cover have... is fantastic. It is. Yeah, it's Bruner good. is one of the best artist that did the doc strange run because he did both the covers and internals i mean you know obviously you have ditko michael golden but you know bruner i mean his work is just just this is also i think this is steve inglehart doing this and those guys yep they were all Uh, just taking all the mushrooms they could find yeah and uh it feels that way that's exactly what i was thinking when i looked at this it has that vibe to it there's oh, a it's, Dr. It's, Voodoo it's a variant of this as well. It does an homage to this cover that mm-hmm. I have as well. First time he's called Dr. Or excuse me. Uh, he's called, uh, yeah, Dr. Voodoo instead of Brother Voodoo. Um, uh, Ultimate Fallout. You know, I don't want to brag anything, but, you know, I got the next one. Oh, How many of those you got? Not the acetate either. So uh, <laughs> I have two of them. Not a 9.6, though. Uh, maybe uh, in the acetate, I'll get one. But uh, Fighting Aces of the War Skies. Awesome. What the hell? Look at that. I love me some like war films. Like recently, I've been on like a recent war film. Like for some what reason. What did you watch, TiVo? Do we need to watch Hunter it? Hunter Killer. Need to watch it? Hunter Killer with Gerard Butler. Uh, basically a submarine movie and uh, rogue Russian agents uh, that try to they kidnap the president, the Russian president. And they want to start, uh, you know, World War Three. You got the Russian fleet going against the U.S. Navy fleet, and Gerard Butler and his little uh, submarine fighting off everybody. And it's definitely worth the watch. Hunter Killer. But uh, look at this: Wings Comics, Fighting Aces of War Sky. You also watch Maverick. That's on uh, available. Maverick has seemed to be in the theater for at least six to seven months, man. That thing was in the theater forever. I think Avatar is still in the fucking theaters, for God's sakes. And Shazam is is now available on digital, which is a it's, it's like how do you how did that happen? But uh, it didn't go, make man. any money in the theater. Yeah, trying to uh, recoup it. Somewhere. All right, so uh, give me a start line. I'm gonna ask a question, and the Ooh, first person sorry, to answer the question. You, let's get a starting line in here. Starting so line. You've been paying attention to just anything. Look at I you do, dropped really. it even. Look at it. Steve who dropped the starting line. All so right. JB, uh, what kind of uh, Cuban cigars are you harvesting over there? Because right. <laughs> of his hat. <laughs> Um, what Lord's member was featured in a documentary, and what was the name of that documentary? I love JB showing off his nemesis prime shirt. (laughs) What Lord's (laughs) member was in a documentary? Yep, this is a thing, this actually happened. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it happened like it's got to be Gabe, he's on the panel, right? He's got it, (laughs) it bro. It's you're not part of the. Oh, I was, was that right? Oh, yes, it was Gabe. 
But you, well, you now we got now we got to figure out what the name of the, the documentary was. Yeah, you don't have the right name no, of the no, documentary. No, no, it. Someone already had it. No, it's he. It's, no. You need to have the correct name of the documentary. Go to my Instagram. Still waiting. All right, we need the documentary name since JB just flubbed that all up. <laughs> Jesus, man, this is a good one. We're talking about it at the beginning of the show. Now you know, as we're waiting, I got a couple of things I'd love to share real quick. Um, while we're waiting for an answer on that, if if you didn't, if you're not busy on Father's Day, I'm dropping the link right there in the chat. Go check out my man Nicholas Gulter Comics as he's doing the Tulsa Comic Book Swap on Father's Day over at the Glenpool Conference Center. So go ahead and check that out. Father's Day. Did you find it too? Did somebody get it? I actually have a uh, IMDb credit now because of that. Gabe's you have an IMDb credit no. for that? There we go. I think my comic collector, you got it. My Wait, comic that? shop country. There you go. Yeah. Oh. It's on Amazon oh, Prime if you guys want to watch it. I think it's like yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. I mean, uh, and I, I showed a picture of Gabe who was in it back when he was working for the company that was, uh, we shall not name anymore. Or you oh, is that, uh, is that? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Guy McCloud was before Collector. Yeah. Guy McCloud was before Collector. Was he? Let me see. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Guy McCloud got it. Yeah. So hit me up on Instagram and y'all send you some out some books, man. So Gabe and his yeah. babes. Is that your other documentary? That's yeah. Is it Gabe and Gabe's babes? Gabe, Gabe Tiger King. Gabe, <laughs> Gabe Tiger King. Oh my God. These are great. These go off. Oh my yeah, just God. keep going with those names. No country for old Gabe. Hit me up on Instagram nice. before we get carried away here. Uh, Laura, any last words? Uh, no, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back on Tuesday for the weekly top 10. And in the meantime, make sure you sub the text line for Bird City because we do have the Darth Vader black, white, and red coming out this Sunday. Really good ratios for that book if you haven't already seen them. Gabe does Dallas. <laughs> JB, Whoa. any last words? The Gabe Nader. <laughs> comment on the show. Please comment on the show so you can be entered into uh, next Tuesday's giveaway. And if you want the text alert, make sure you, Gone you with the uh, Gabe. text the word exclusive to that phone number right there to get the text alerts for Sunday's drop. Another fantastic book. Uh, and that's it for me. You know, I'm, I got one last shameless plug that I'm going to drop in there. Um, I crushed again over on that platform that is unspeakable but if you're not over there and you want to check it out make sure you go check me out over on uh whatnot and use that code to get 15 dollars off your first purchase i love it (laughs) is it getting better and better (laughs) gabe with the the win (laughs) oh that's 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 not you too much these are great and of green gabe's i don't even get that one and of green uh, gables gables yeah yeah uh gabe any last words uh, no, I think the chat is really just taking off with it, but I'm I'm glad to be back. This is a nice little welcome back with everything. Gabe the motion picture. There yeah. you go. I guess you have to come back now, Gabe man. Gabe the multiverse so. of madness here with all these different angles. <laughs> I'm digging it, man. So uh, you know what? I was just talking offline about that. I, sh- I want to do a comic book documentary about how comic collecting has changed since, you know, way back when the advent of comics, we, we start from action one all the way up to, you know, now and how big the industry has gotten. So uh, just looking for some crowdfunding. Uh, actually, I talked to Matt from Come Price. He said that they were thinking about doing something. I was like, damn it. So, but I was like, you know what? I should do collaboration, this. son. I know. Right. But you know what? It takes money and time to do all that stuff. So maybe I'll start like, a, a, what are those? Dude, uh, the journey uh, of 10,000 miles begins with one footstep, right? 
I guess. That sounds musical. really exhausting, man. <laughs> Gabe, Pig in the City. Oh, my God. Planet of the Gabes. <laughs> Gabezilla. All right, we got to go, boys. Or else you guys are getting out of control. This may be part of a giveaway next week. So, you know, the best Gabe name for something. <laughs> he puts Gabe in the corner. <laughs> Elephant Gabe. Oh, man. Yeah, All right, boys and girls. Until Tuesday. Yeah, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out. Later.